What is up, everybody? My name is Jack Graham. And I'm Mac Rikers, and together we are the In-Situ Collective. And we are here to teach you the habits and strategies to put your health and fitness first. And help you to feel amazing, increase your energy, gain confidence, and ultimately have a bigger impact. Yes, welcome back to another episode. Today, we're talking about building muscle, bulking up, getting swole. Nah, just joking. We're gonna talk about building quality muscle, how much you need to prevent injuries, balance out your body, have longevity, and what amount of muscle helps with fat loss as well. Yeah, cool. So the most important thing about muscle building is protein. So make sure you head over to our website in situcollective.com slash free and pick up your high protein recipe books so you can have a better quality meal with lots of protein in it. Also, if you have a look around on our website, there is a favorite products page so you can um, see the protein supplement that we recommend and mm. like to use on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, make sure you do that. Um, so let's get straight into it yep. on why you would want to build muscle or have a high-quality muscle on your body. To look good. Well, looking good. <laughs> it, I think that's just one of the side effects of doing all these things and having a very balanced, good, uh, good quality muscle. I feel like that's a little the main reason people aspire though to get more muscle but today we're going to tell you why that shouldn't be your main goal yeah if you do all these things and focus on these things that just comes naturally yeah um so first one i want to talk about was preventing injury Mm. so um generally an injury comes from a weakness somewhere in your body um it could be a weakness in your knee and then you hurt your shoulder so stuff like that um so having a good quality muscles you know, around your joints. And when I say build muscle, I should just clarify this to start with. I don't mean getting massive. So when I say building muscle, you could have, you know, let's talk about your bicep because it's the easiest thing and I'm looking at mine right now. But your bicep could have a thousand muscle fibers in it. And then you could lift some weights, do all the things we're going to talk about. And then it could be the same size, but it could have 10,000 muscle fibers in it. So that's just a better quality muscle not necessarily bigger still the same size it's probably going to weigh a whole lot more because it's got a lot more fibers in it but when i say building muscle that's what i'm talking about so when you build muscle around all your joints the muscles support your joints so your joints don't cop all the load they're not working as hard and all your muscles are taking all the tension and everything out of you know jumping lunging walking reaching lifting stuff and all that sort of stuff. So you want good quality muscles so you don't hurt yourself. Um, anything to add to that? No, that's pretty good. Um, balancing out your body. So I really want to put this in what this one in for the mothers out there. So I don't know how many mums I've trained who have imbalances in their body and it's causing hip pain, knee pain, shoulder pain, elbow pain because they carry their child on the one side for a year, maybe two. And then they have multiple children. And then they have another one and they carry that and then it just creates an imbalance. So when I train these mothers and say, you need to build muscle, um, they're like, oh, I don't want to bulk up. I don't want to bulk up. But essentially what's happened, they've already bulked up one side of their body yeah. and one side is just 
needs to catch up. So um, when I say balance out your body, we need to balance out your body so you've got the same amount of muscle or close to the same amount of muscle each side so you're not having hip, back, shoulder issues. I guess that goes for anyone that does or has a unilateral job as well. Mm. So like if you're using one arm at your job a lot or you have like a dominant arm, I guess, that you do everything with, obviously doing things for each side of your body to work on your muscle is super important because it's usually the weak side that has the injury. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it could be a strong side from overuse issue, oh, yeah. issues as well. That's true. Um, tradies. Tradies are a big one on this as well. Um, those that don't know, I used to be a tradie, so I know exactly the pain that you go through of backs, knees, shoulders, mm-hmm. because you're essentially just using one side of your body for majority of the day. And most of it's load-bearing. So, again, you're building muscle on one side yeah. and the other side lacks. If you want a really good example, look up some um, elite-level uh, tennis players. Oh, yeah. They have a huge arm on their racket arm. Um, all right. So, longevity is the next one. So, this is going later into life. So, how many of you out there have grandparents who have had a hip replacement, a knee replacement, mm. all that sort of stuff? Now, you, this is not just me talking shit again. These plenty of studies have done those that are later on in life who have a good quality muscle don't get all those hip replacements, all that sort of stuff. They don't have the falls, all that sort of stuff that you know they need to rely on people because they've got, got good quality muscles that support their joints and they can move through a wide range of motion which keeps them active longer in life. Yeah. Just, I feel like a really good example of that is there's a man that comes to the box that we go to, Mm. Roy, who is 64 now. Sure. Yeah, 60s. But in his 60s, right? And when I found out how old he was, I was like, there's no way. Every other person that I know that's in their 60s is, you know, not doing that great. And he's doing CrossFit like every single like probably five six days a week and smashing it yeah so it's just like you could have that rather than relying on people to get around and help you as Mm. you age and then the last one i've got here is it helps fat loss so basically the more muscle you've got on your body the more energy it takes to fuel those muscles and your body will use fat to help produce energy help the proteins do what they need to do to fuel those muscles so the more muscle you got even not necessarily bigger more muscle fibers in those biceps you're <laughs> going to be burning more calories doing which, nothing just living which means you're going to hold less body fat less visceral fat and you're just going to be healthier all around um, again it's not necessarily about looks or how you look it's just about not having that fat that gives you health complications yeah early in life, later in life, all that sort of stuff. Cool. So um, that said, I am going to go into things you should focus on in the gym, and then Mac will go over nutrition things you should be focusing on at home. Yep. Um, So the first one you should be doing, um, again, resistance training. So adding resistance to movements, and the best way to do that is with weights. So barbells, dumbbells, kettlebells, body weights as well. but so you want to try and do compound movements so that is squatting all the way down all the way up deadlifts proper technique shouldn't be scared of deadlifts if you're doing it properly it is one of the best movements you can do Um, a shoulder press bench press 
anything that is multi-joint, so using one or more joint, uh, two or more joints, I should say, <laughs> um, and using as many muscles as possible. So, you know, you think about a back squat, you're thinking just, oh, it's going to work my legs. But if you're doing the back squat right, you should be working every single muscle in your body. Yeah, 100%. Um, but that doesn't dis- that doesn't sort of exclude um, individual muscles. Like we're back to the biceps, doing bicep curls. So for those mothers or the tradies out there that have got a, one stronger side, you want to work that other side individually as well. Mm. So if we're talking about biceps, like the mother has carried that child in that one side her whole life and that's more developed than the other side, what I'd recommend doing is grabbing a dumbbell, 10 kilo, whatever, doing biceps on the weaker side, so bicep curls on the weaker side, see how many reps you get to, and then equal that on the other side. Yeah. So then you're doing the same amount of reps each side, but the weaker side gives you that rep range that you should be trying to hit. It just gives that side to catch up. So that's why you should be doing big compound movements, but as well as the smaller accessory stuff, just to support the you know, unilateral, making sure both sides are equal. Make sense? Yes. Um, and if you're following a good program, it should be in there anyway. Yeah. You should be doing you know, those compound movements, but also you know, exercises that complement each side. And then the next question, obviously, I always get asked is rep range. So um, when it comes to rep range, it doesn't necessarily matter um, for muscle growth. So back in the day, it was you had to do between 6 and 12 reps. And if you went over 12 <laughs> reps, it was going to, you know... Ruin your gains. Ruin your gains. And if you went below 6, it was going to be strength and all that sort of stuff. And many studies have been done now to show it doesn't matter. Okay, if you're doing strength like under six reps, your body is going to build better quality muscles to adapt to that strength gains anyway. And you can go up to 30 reps and still build muscle. So it doesn't really matter. You just got to be putting your body under resistance for a certain amount of reps. If you're used to doing 30 reps, start doing 10 reps and your body will change and adapt to the 10 reps and vice versa. I guess it's like how your body can't count how many reps you're doing, you know? Like, and even throughout the day, you're doing reps without them being intentional reps. Mm. So I guess that makes sense as to why the number doesn't matter so much. Yeah. So as you get a bit more advanced into this sort of stuff, um, it's a little bit hard for beginners, but it's just a bit more mind-body connection. So Mac and I were talking about this the other day. Like I can just activate my glutes straight away without even really thinking about it. Yeah. Where Mac sort of struggles to get her glutes working up and activating for things like squats and all that sort of stuff. And you do want to act- activate those muscles during the movements. But again, that is very personalized and... Um, you need a PT. Yeah, you really need somebody coaching you through that. So I didn't really want to touch too much on that. And that's pretty much all I've got. So it's pretty straightforward. Even if you're doing like HIIT training and all that sort of stuff, I'm not saying don't do it, but having a even a day or two of full body, you know, working each individual muscle, full compound movements each day in the gym is going to benefit you for health, longevity, injury prevention, um, you know, balances out your hormones, all that sort of stuff. So if you're running, doing cardio, cycling, all that sort of stuff, still add in one or to two days of resistance training each week for health and longevity. Yeah, cool. I guess on the um, same topic of training days, we had a conversation the other day about 
how it would be more beneficial for people that are trying to see progress, I guess, with muscle building, strength, endurance, fitness, anything like that. Um, If you're training five or six days a week, it would probably be more beneficial for you to cut a day, sacrifice, I guess, a day of training to work on your nutrition. So say you spend one hour every day training, cut out a day a week and spend that one hour meal prepping or meal Mm. planning or shopping for like, I don't know, fruits and veggies rather than um, overtraining six days a week. Yep. 100%. Good segue. Yeah. And I've said this to a client recently who is trying to build a bit of muscle around an injury. I can give you the best exercise, but if you're not eating and fueling your body properly to support that muscle growth... It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Good. 100%. Cool. So... The first thing I wanted to start with was um, focusing on a calorie surplus. Before we started recording, we did have a discussion about how you can build quality muscle, not size, not so much size, I guess, um, being in a calorie slight calorie deficit or at maintenance. But ideally, if you want to build size, um, you need to be in a calorie surplus. Uh, the way to figure that out, I guess, is with a calorie calculator. So if you want to DM me, I have a really good one that's quite in-depth, a couple actually that I could suggest. But yeah, essentially a calorie surplus is eating more energy than your body needs, which Mm -hmm. is quite hard when you're trying to build muscle because um, your body uses a lot of energy to, like like Jack said, maintain the muscle and repair the muscle because essentially you're tearing the muscle fibers when you weight train. So you need to make sure you're eating enough calories to allow your body to build the muscle that you want i guess yeah it takes a lot of energy for your body to build extra muscle cells yeah i'm we're trying to go through this more we try different things all the time i guess just for reference to clients um and i'm trying to eat in a calorie surplus and it is quite hard actually Mm. and i feel i definitely notice the days when i've eaten under my calories and we've weight trained and i have far less energy um i start to show like cold and flu symptoms (laughs) because i'm trying to do two opposing things at once i guess so calorie surplus is very important yep um the second thing probably the second most debatable second most important thing is adequate protein Mm, probably on par um yeah so obviously your muscles are made from proteins Mm -hmm. um so you need to make sure you're giving your body enough proteins to build muscle same as calories um the way you can figure out how much protein you should be having is if you get a good calculator then it will give you a recommended protein intake and then i'll probably add a little bit more to that because it's always under um and the more stuff that we are learning about um, having an adequate amount of protein, the more we're like, whoa, <laughs> we mm. need to eat a lot of protein. Yeah. Um, so do you want to talk about the thing that you learned yesterday in your course? Yeah. So if you've been listening for a while to our content, we've always said you need to have 2 to 2.5 times your body weight in grams of protein. Yeah. So if you weigh 100 kilos, that is 200 to 250 grams of protein each day. And course i've been doing it that was sort of the industry standard but if you are carrying a lot of extra weight you know if you're you know have an extra 50 kilos and you're 150 kilos we're talking up around the 300 plus mark of protein each day which is not really necessary 
Um, it's just more protein that your body needs. So the industry standard now, just for a rough guide, is your height. So for every centimeter of height you are, one gram of protein. So I'm 182 centimeters, so I have 182 grams of protein every day. So pretty simple. Just measure yourself how high you are, and that's how much protein you need each day in yeah, grams. That's way easier than the other way to it figure is. it out. Um, and how do you know how much protein you're eating? You have to track your calories, obviously. <laughs> I should have mentioned that before. Same with being in a calorie surplus. Um, I guess you can try and intuitively do it, but most likely if you need to be in a calorie surplus, you won't be hungry and you still have to eat more calories and more protein. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next point I had was on creatine. I feel like Jack has been talking about creatine almost every single episode mm-hmm. because it is so important and it is the most studied supplement the in most. the world. Yep. The most studied supplement. Um, there's nothing to be scared of about it. I feel like there's a lot of fear around creatine and like bulking and, mm. you know, but no, we all need it. Um, it has a similar like effect, I guess, as being in a calorie surplus and eating enough protein as in it helps your body build muscle more efficiently and hold water in the muscle so your muscles look more full, mm. I guess. Um, but it's not only really good for muscle building, it's also really good for your cognitive function, yeah. um, your hormones as well. There's actually a small percent of creatine stored in your brain. So your brain literally needs actual creatine. It can't make it as such. You mm-hmm. have to get it from your diet. So the places you would find creatine is in red meat. Yep. Um, fish. Oh, yeah, and fish, but not much. Probably not quite, if you're trying to build muscle, definitely not the amount that your body needs to build muscle. So... Getting a good supplement is ideal. Mm. Um, I have a really good uh, creatine email coming out on Friday. So if you aren't on our mailing list, definitely be sure to go to our website and scroll to the bottom of any page, I'm sure, and you can sign up. And it will just explain um, the benefits of creatine and what it's all about a bit more in depth. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything you want to say about creatine? Seems you love it so much. I feel like I'm talking. (laughs) I could do another 20 minutes on creatine itself. But basically, it's just giving your energy. Creatine is just energy for your body to function properly. Yeah. Um, I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Sign up to our mailing list. Yeah. Uh, Cool. So next, I've got adequate vegetables. I feel like you're like, what? How are vegetables going to make me get muscly? or stronger, but your body just needs vitamins and minerals to do every process, Mm. like just to survive. And if you aren't eating enough vegetables after your training session in particular, it's very hard for your, not only your muscles to repair, but every part of your body, like your cells to replenish, your hormones to um, stay balanced. Like I think we did a podcast. Did we do a podcast not that long ago on post-training nutrition? And we went into why vegetables, vitamins, and minerals are so important to helping you recover, um, and allowing you, I guess, to weight train or hit train mm. again yeah. and get a benefit out of it. Because if you aren't recovering properly, there's no point you doing another training session. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Uh, the last point, second last point I've got is adequate water. So our bodies need water to transport all of these vitamins and minerals and proteins around our body so that we can through our blood so that we can use them essentially um and if you aren't drinking enough then it's like not only detrimental to i guess 
the nutrients in your body's ability to repair, but also your the lubrication of your joints it's important for, mm-hmm. your brain function, like how clearly you can think, how well you can focus, um, digestion. Yeah, water is just really great for everything. Yep. And I can't stress how important every one of those is without the other. Like you can't just go, okay, I'm going to take creatine and I'm sorted. Yeah. You've got to sort of take all of them on board and start improving on each one. You don't have to make huge changes, but just improving on each one a little bit. So drinking a little bit more water, having creatine, having a few more veggies, increasing your protein intake, um, and just maybe tracking your calories to see how you're traveling is just a great thing to do just for your overall health. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think there's one more thing that we should touch on that isn't really nutrition or fitness-based. But it governs everything. 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 And it's sleep, as we talk about sleep all the time. But uh, like I said, if you're not eating enough or having enough protein, water, vegetables or creatine, um, if you're not sleeping enough, obviously your body can't repair, like... We need sleep. There is just no way about it. And, like, not just a little bit of sleep, like quality sleep, Mm. especially if you are trying to build muscle or achieve any health goal, really. Well, everybody thinks your body is adapting to the weights and everything during the workout. And, yes, it is a little bit, but your body is going to adapt a lot more while it sleeps. Yeah. So um, sleep, you know, a good workout is... Nothing without a good night's sleep. Yeah. Before and after. So making sure you have enough sleep just to, you know, recover from the workouts, let your body adapt so it can build those muscles. Your hormones will balance better so you have more energy to do the things you need to do, less injuries, all that sort of stuff. So making sure you have enough sleep is the most important thing you can take away from this. Okay, we could talk another 20 minutes or something on sleep and the effects of minimal sleep, but I think we've done that before. Maybe yeah. we need to do it again. Many times. Um, yeah. I guess also with your sleep, you'll notice, not with your sleep, with your training, you'll notice if you are overtraining, under eating, um, it will severely affect your sleep. So they mm. all really go together like hand in hand. Yeah. And it's okay to stuff one of them up, like you might start overtraining then not realise, but then your sleep starts to drop off and your your mood drops, your libido drops, um, your desire to eat food drops. So if that's all that sort of stuff's happening, you know something's out of balance and you've got to sort of recheck and, you know, start counting your calories, have a look at your program, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Cool. Um, We will leave it there. I feel like we could go on a little bit more about sleep, but that'll do. Yeah. Um, Again, if you've listened this far, thank you very much. You've obviously got something out of it. Share it with somebody else. Again, I can't stress how important this subject is for, you know, longevity. So give this episode to your parents. Give it to your grandparents. Mm. Get them moving. Just get them lifting small dumbbells, band workouts, anything low impact, just to start building a little bit of muscle and get them on a healthy track so they can live a long, healthy life. Yeah. And you start doing it as well. And then... Take a screenshot, tag us on social, put it in your story, tag us, and we'll share it as well. Um, Thanks for all your support and listening. See you on Friday. See you on Friday for the wrap-up. Bye.